0: Another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.
1: Yes, it's that time of the week again when we talk about all things fantastic in South Africa. Some things maybe not, but we're going to find out more about all of those things from, first of all, Jenny Baxter sitting in tib in France who is the main guy. Do you mind me calling you guy? I don't like to no. be, you know, guys, girls are guys, guys are guys. We're all guys. How's it, guys? From SA People. And we're also going to be speaking to Nick Dreher from Felsken, uh again, What's which what? is fantastic from finding yeah. out what's happening in the world of Feltskund as well. But Jenny Baxter, what has been the main story from your side this week?
2: Well, Absolutely, the celebration that the UK has taken South Africa and all the other countries off the red list. It's just been amazing. I think one expat who lives in Scotland, she summed it up for everybody and it makes me cry when she said, I am so, so happy going to cuddle my mum and not let go and sip odd vino with my sister. And I think that's how every expat who now will be able to go to Cape Town on holiday is feeling or, or, or Durban or Johannesburg, anywhere in South Africa, the free state. And of course, business-wise, it's just such fantastic news for South Africa. Some people say it's a little bit too late. So so we really encourage everybody who can spend a lot of money on um, on the holiday industry things, you know, please do because each person in South Africa, especially in the rural areas who's employed in the tourism sector, actually supports 10 other people. You know, it's a big thing. We, we made a big noise about the one billion rand that was instantly lost within 48 hours of the red list being announced. But actually, you know, FIDA's uh, tourism body says that, that that's just a drop in the ocean. Mm. So, um, Uh, Many, many, many South Africans overseas, however, have said they are coming to South Africa. So hold on tight. Well, I Everyone's think that's a good thing. And, and
1: everybody in South Africa, if you're going anywhere, you know, you don't need to go overseas to have a good time. So I think there's a lot of people who are overseas and I'm just really glad that we are able to now start traveling again or people can start traveling here to South Africa because it has been not just in the tourism industry, but also if you think about it from the production companies, because I mean, Cape Town, of course, this would have been their prime season and all the bookings that they had of people who are coming out to shoot in South Africa everything got cancelled as well and we're talking about hundreds of millions of rand that have been lost in that industry as well which is really scary there's one of those you know so many freelancers in the industry as well and I mean you know I don't think the government really takes cognizance of the facts of what it's going to do to the people who are freelancers we don't have jobs where we get paid a certain salary every single month
2: but, but, you know, that's actually something that some people living in England pointed out to me as well, that, you know, while everybody in South Africa felt that they were being punished by the UK, people in the UK themselves were also being so-called punished. You know, mm-hmm. they have freelancers too. They have events that we're all cancelled because of Omicron, you know, so everybody is struggling and, and we all just need to help each other where we can, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, things are definitely helped by the huge study yesterday by Discovery Health. Did you see that? No. It's um, the largest real world assessment of Omicron that's been done so far. They looked at 211,000 people in South Africa in the past two or three weeks who have COVID, of which 78,000 had Omicron. And they were able to deduce that without a doubt, it was mild symptoms across age groups, across immunities. And the good news that that Pfizer did, you know, a double dose of Pfizer did still protect 70% from um, hospitalization. So I've seen that reported overseas as well yesterday. So, you know,
1: well, what came, came up on wrong. mine this morning was the fact that if you've had the Delta variant, you've only got a 40% chance of getting Omicron. And then cool. it'll be, I mean, who knows? I could have it right now and have no symptoms. And it's one of those things. So I think that we yeah. need to take a more balanced view on on what is happening in the world and how it's working. Um, what, you know, the variant is doing, and especially is it's not the South African variant. Every time this come out Delta, it's a South African variant. And, you know, we're, it started on no, your Delta, side of the world, Delta, guys. I
2: think people, I think people called Delta the Indian one, if they called it anything other than Delta.
1: Yeah, but I know South that Africa, the South Africa gets, Delta. we're the bad guys again. But,
2: um, I'm sure no, that. No, no, not true.
1: <laughs> I think one of the, the industries, obviously. There's so that, much
2: praise for SA right now. Yeah. Well,
1: good. Yes, because we have great scientists. And of course, we're just hoping that our president, um, comes through this quite happily as well, seeing as, yes. uh, Cyril has also, he <laughs> has got it as well. So, I mean, a lot of people have got it. So, it's one that of those was things.
2: so interesting. You know, I was watching, you know, he delivered the eulogy at F.W. de Klaak State Memorial. Mm. And I don't know if you were watching, but I was watching when Cyril actually coughed as he was walking in with um, de Klaak's widow. Mm. And... um and and then put his arm kind of around her in that reassuring way. And I thought, er, <laughs> you just coughed.
1: Yeah, keep your yeah, masks on, people. But that's well, how
2: easy it is to make mistakes. And he did keep his mask on. His mask was yeah. on.
1: No, that's one thing yeah. that we're saying is, you know, it, it doesn't matter so much whether you – are being protected from other people if you've had COVID and you've been vaccinated. It's keeping other people safe because you might not know if you've got it or not. So keep the masks on and keep your fellies on because, of course, now it's like time to find out what's been happening in the world of South African-ness with Nick Dreyer. And thanks for joining us again.
0: How's it, Nick? It's so good to be here, guys. How's it to you, too? <laughs> um, what a week of good news, eh? Uh, you know, and, and a week of good news in the face of resilience. Here we go. The world turns its back on us and, and makes us feel desperately uncomfortable. And then they release us. But I think what I want to just say off the bat quickly is... A oh, shout out to South Africa's unbelievably talented, the geniuses that is our science world, um, not just the doctors that identified this uh, this variant, but also the uh, teams of people that have moved so quickly to bring sense to the world. And, um, uh, you know, it, it fills me with pride and joy to know that we've got such great talent here that can that can lead globally in the discussion. Yes, obviously, superly disappointed in that fact that it, that the world got it wrong. But it's also incredibly satisfying to know that we got it right. And um, so a big shout out to, to the scientific world.
1: I absolutely Fantastic. agree. Yeah. So what <laughs> has been happening in the world of Feldskun? Because you always find interesting people to, to talk to about who people who are doing things for
0: communities as well. Well, today I want to talk about, I mean, I, pre- I touched on it last time, but I think it's this time of year. And we need to just have a chat about the summer and have a chat about water safety. And you can't have a conversation about that without the NSRI. Now, we so happen to have partnered with them through our flip-flop business, Plucky. And um, But what's more important to just talk about is the work that these guys do. I don't know if you know this, but they've got this campaign called Pinkers for Boys, which is a simple technology. It's a life-saving boy that is put up in places where you can't have a lifesaver. Now, this technology has received global recognition for ingenuity and innovation and they have launched it for the summer and it is already saved since its inception over 80 people's lives can you believe that and this organization the national sea rescue institute of south africa the nsri is an institution and it has to be supported there are many ways to support them firstly you can do it by donating Secondly, you could just be nice to the people that are manning our beaches and and just give them you know just give them some form of gratitude, even if it 's just thank you walking up to them and telling them thank you for the work that they do and then we 've decided to get in touch to get involved with uh, the NsRI through the Pinkers for boys campaign and we 've done that with plucky we 've actually made a a special pink is for boys, plaque as bold as it can be. It's great for summer, guys. It's, it's pink and it's got a big blue strap on it. And um, if you buy one of those, every time we sell 10 of them, we take all of the proceeds from it and we put up a boy. And we launched it only a week or two ago and I'm proud to say that we've already put up, I think, four or five boys around South Africa. In fact, I, I'm being told here that it's north of 10. So my big news in, in the world of South african this is around caring and kindness and looking after each other. We're grateful to our doctors and our scientific community, but we're coming into the summer. Let's look after each other and celebrate those that look after us. And that, that it comes no bigger than the National Sea Rescue Institute. They're, they're a very, very special organization. We are incredibly proud to be a partner of theirs and to support them. But I urge South Africans even if it's just as much as walking up to them where they protect you at the beaches and saying, thank you, do it. It means a lot to them and they do incredible work.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more on that one. And isn't there just, isn't NSRI also in Benoni, isn't there? The lakes there. (laughs) That was always the big joke in our lives. You know,
0: you you know, the NSRI works everywhere where there's water. And you know, most drownings in South Africa happen in places where there's no lifeguards. So nobody, there's no lifeguard in a river. And there's no lifeguard at, at, at the big lakes or, big, you know, the big dams. These are the places where, where these um, buoys make a difference. You know, one of the issues you've got is in places like that, people jump in to help save somebody. But that, then you end up having two people getting into trouble. What this technology does, it's the most simple thing. If you jump in with a buoy, it can keep two people afloat. And it can keep you afloat for long enough to, for somebody else to come and help you or it can keep you afloat to get them out. It's a very simple, very ingenious a uh, piece of technology. It's super simple, and um, and we need them everywhere, inland on our coastal areas everywhere. And,
2: and Nick, I think it's also important to stress that all of them, or most of them, are volunteers. So they re- you know, the NSR guys, so they really do need our support. And I love your, your promotion and I love the pink flip-flops. Yeah. I don't know how to say the word. Pluckies. Yeah. The pl- but, um, pluckies. um. are Yeah. So, so I think that we should definitely put something on, on our Facebook page as well to let everybody know.
0: Listen, their press releases on their site, they're, they're, you know, just go straight to the NSRI.org.za site. Pink is for Boys is, is front and center if you want to learn more about the campaign. They actually tell you how you can co- contribute to their, to their organization. Get involved, folks. These, and this is the time to do it because we're going into the summer. A lot of us are going to be staying at home. So we're all going to be hopefully around water when it gets hot. So this is, this is, it's, it's very timeless that uh, we get involved.
1: Okay. Talking about your promotions, what what happened with your, your Black Friday? How, how did that particular campaign go where you were giving away not just doing Black Friday Guys, itself.
0: You know, I'll tell you, I'll just tell you one story. The output of this campaign, forget the, re, you know, forget the, um, the revenue models here. That's not important. What's important is generating stories. You know that we got, a, an, we got a, a, an entrant from a town in the Eastern Cape who um, had met somebody who had helped her fill her car with petrol, who the day before had won or finished in the top 10 of the local triathlon and uh, had been feeding, you know, he had been helping his family. But he'd won, and he'd won the, he, I think he finished in the top ten of the triathlon, and he was wearing his medal. And she was so proud of this guy and just felt so compelled to give him something. Oh. And she mailed us in, in part of the campaign to say, I'd like to give him a pair of falsehoods. And, I mean, it's it, she went to, she she got it, she gave it to him, and I tell you, The outpouring of goodwill and the gratitude and just the reminder that it's so powerful to give. It was a beautiful story. And the campaign success has been about that. We try to generate giving. And, of course, it was a successful campaign. We spoke about it on the radio. People got behind it. And and as a brand, we've done really well by it. But I think the most important – and I'm going to continue doing it. There's no doubt. What's more important is that out there in South Africa, 150 or 200 odd people – made other people's lives happier for a day. And that just makes me that makes me happy. So we're we're gonna continue.
1: Good. Keep the good work up. And I know that you've got a, a another meeting coming up, so please don't just don't switch your computer down <laughs> because we still need to hack you. <laughs> all right, but um, thank you no so problem. much. Thanks for joining us today. And um, we'll we'll talk to you again soon and in the new year. And um, for all the people who have got fellies and all those people who managed to get a pair of fellies, which wasn't me or Jenny, <laughs> keep on supporting and going South African yeah. as much as possible.
2: Thanks, Nick.
0: Just so you guys know, there might be something there might be something in Santa's bag for you. So just uh, keep an eye out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay, (laughs) Nick, have a blessed season. Okay, over the festive season, and please do take care. And if you're going near the beach, just keep an eye on those boys. And the girls. There's nothing wrong with them either, I suppose. (laughs) Thank you so very much for that one. Okay, Jenny Wellerfeller. what else have you got in the news for expats around the world? What's happening here in South Africa?
2: Well, talking about somebody being kind, a guy, Richard Kohler, who who went around the um, coast of South Africa before, he's going on his own, on a surf ski, paddling a surf ski from Cape Town all the way to Brazil, so this is a shout out to any expats in Salvador to be there to welcome him once he gets there. He'll be the first person to do it on his own. And he's doing it for Operation Smile, which is incredibly kind. You know, they're the, um, the organization that helps do restorative surgery for people with cleft palates and cleft lips. Mm. So so that's fantastic. And good luck to Richard. He'll be leaving any minute now. He's just waiting for the right to weather the right ocean
1: um, i think he's completely mad but anyway
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. i'm sorry. It's gets bad
1: enough on a yacht and doing it on a paddle ski oh my yeah. goodness me it is me. a
2: big paddle ski but but yeah like one of the scariest things is just that he runs out of drinking water he's got a mach- a, a, a thingy on the on the boat desalinator yeah but hmm. you know if it doesn't work and then and last time he was almost attacked by a shark so you know it's it's a it's a scary thing And then we've got some really good news for thousands and thousands of South Africans around the world who inadvertently lost their South African citizenship. The DA abroad leader, Lutra Stevens, and in South Africa, Adrian Ruiz, the uh, shadow deputy shadow minister of home affairs, Mm -hmm. they have confirmed that they will be taking the case to the Supreme Court of Appeal.
1: So oh, fantastic.
2: Yeah, so that's good news. And then in Israel, I don't know if you saw Miss South Africa on Friday night wearing oh. that that Dove of Peace outfit. Did you see it? Oh,
1: on point. Yeah. She was so on fleek, <laughs> on, on point, point, on everything. I mean, she was just, <gasps> yeah. what an amazing thing to see. I, I mean, and well done on her on coming third. I, Of course, we think that she should have won, but you know, that's just because – I was absolutely blown away how beautiful she she did that. It was still, yeah. Oh, man. I can't even stop thinking her, about her how gorgeous it was. Her message
2: peace was, was so beautiful. And for anybody who missed it, there's going to be a repeat of it on Sunday, the 19th of December at 8 p.m. on DSTV 115, 115. Yeah. Okay, that's Eminem's Me channel, I think. And then, of course, uh, Elon Musk being named Time Person of the Year is pretty fantastic news. Our visionary, I know that lots of people have made jokes.
1: Oh, about, this, about the person of the year. That's proving that he's actually a person and not a machine, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, no. And, and I don't know if you saw Trevor Noah also said at least Time magazine recognizes Elon as a person, unlike... Um, Elon <laughs> software because, you know, some of those auto cars have not recognized people as people with some <laughs> devastating results. But, um, I just, I, you know, I don't know if you read the Time magazine article, but they, they, they called him the visionary who captured our attention and said that when he was once mocked as being like a crazy con artist who was running out of money, he's, he's now this shy South African with Asperger's syndrome who escaped a brutal childhood and overcame personal tragedy. And now bends governments and industry to the force of his ambition. So um, go Elon. His family tweeted the most beautiful tweets and, and basically said, you know, he does a lot for humanity as well, which I think people overlook and don't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, he is going to be featured, you know, his thing going to Mars. He is going to be featured on Carte Blanche this Sunday. They're, they're going to have a segment on his Mars mission.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. And I see you've also got the whole thing here 'm just changing it over to the animals because we were talking about tourism and people come out here to go to the game farms to go and see the animals. I like the idea that the UK has had a ban on the import of trophies from endangered and threatened species. And there's so many people and, and good people around the, the world who are doing so much work, and it's nice when the governments get on board as well.
2: Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, one of the things that the, that, so, that the, the travel, organizations were saying yesterday is that it's not just businesses in South Africa that have struggled with the red list, but also conservation because so much money comes from the safaris to keep the communities going and not turning to poaching and things like that. So, mm. so, you know, now with trophy hunting band, like by the UK, hopefully there'll be more and more safaris just taking photos. You know, that's the only shooting you should do. And they did check both sides. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, but, but trophy hunting, you know, gave money to conservation.
1: Yeah. But it actually
2: it wasn't enough. And, and the UK government has looked at both sides of the argument. And in the last 50 years, there's been a decrease of 60% in wildlife, which shows that while trophy hunting was allowed, it didn't necessarily help that much. So, mm. so let's see how this goes, and hopefully, hopefully
1: it works. Well, we will make sure that it does one way or the other. I'm sure we'll make a plan. Um, and on to other animals. <laughs> spring <bucks. laughs> The
2: springboks. Yes, yes, I yes. knew what you were going to say. <laughs> oh, isn't that great? So five springboks got named in the World Rugby's Men's 15th Dream Team, and that's the most from any country. I think yes. New Zealand only got three and Australia two. So the Springboks really
1: are the best. I, I love it. And there's also Mapimpi, Kulisi, Ibn Etzebet, who's completely, a, he's a total animal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who are the other two? Malcolm Marks and? Lucano. Uh, Am. Am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done, guys. That is absolutely brilliant. We're Making so proud of you. proud, yeah. Okay, let's have a quick look at what local good news we have.
2: Well, the interesting, I don't know if it's good news, except it is good news for the boomslang, and I think the family found it very fascinating. A British family who moved to South Africa about 15 years ago found a boomslang in their Christmas tree. They, they saw the cats kind of staring at the tree and they thought, what is it? What is it? And then and then they saw the Um, and, and the good news is that they called a, a wonderful guy who really, his page should be followed by everybody, uh, Jerry Haynes or Harry Haynes. Yeah. And, and he had to drive like an hour and a half to get there. He told him to keep 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 the snake in the tree so you can imagine how frightening that is because it's the most venomous snake in South Africa but they kept it in the tree and he managed to get it out and he has released it back into the wild far away from any Christmas trees he promises
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that yeah (laughs) okay and what's what's going on down in East London
2: There's a video that has been going viral that is just beautiful. It will just make you feel so good. Look on our Facebook page. You'll find it. It's a a little girl. She's nine years old. Guguleto Zenze. She actually, if you're in Durban, she's going to be singing on the 17th and 18th. So that's, I think, Friday and Saturday at the Kulekwete Music Festival. I think that's at the convention center. And she's also, the whole country will be able to see her when she sings to welcome President Ramaphosa back to Parliament next year when Parliament opens again. So she And he's out
1: of, out of his COVID isolation. Yes,
2: yes, <laughs> yes by next year. So um, please watch her, please support her. She, she, she sang Ava Maria, and it's just hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, okay. amazing talent
1: and talking about cape town when they do the whole thing for parliament next year there's also a kailicha couple who have turned a dump site into a community garden down in the western cape which is just you know that's what i advocate for people to do all the time we've been through the whole thing with the cabbage patch banditon and (laughs) so maybe people saw that story and thought actually not a bad idea let's let's start growing food for the, the people who don't have food
2: yeah and i mean for them they they were a couple on hard times they have like five children I think and so they started growing for themselves but are now selling it and Mm. also supplying to a soup kitchen and the Western Cape Department of Agriculture has also said for anybody else so I don't know about the rest of the country but certainly in the Western Cape they said for anybody else who would like to grow produce at home they actually have a program to help you get going which is fantastic that should be nationwide
1: Well, I know that up here in Kharteng, there's a a wonderful, wonderful man called Tim Abba,
2: who runs
1: the Ubuntu Project. I think we've spoken about him before. We did an
2: article, yeah.
1: Yes, and he um, will. He, he has a whole group of people down in the Orange Farm area where he has helped them set up gardens. And then he goes and he gets the produce from them and they sell that. And, and obviously he buys it from them. And he sells boxes of produce to people all over Kharteng. And from the money that he sells those boxes to for the people to eat the food, he takes some of that money. And he puts together a box and he goes and finds another family and sets up another garden for them. Oh, so amazing. if you're buying from him, you're actually helping to support another family. In fact, yeah. you don't even have to buy the food. You can just say, right, I'd like to buy a garden box and you please go and set it up for these people. So big ups to all of these people who are doing these wonderful initiatives. Yeah, <sighs> Okay. And... Um, I, I have to tell you, I have been watching some TV this week. <laughs> Instead of just listening to my podcasts, which I love. Um, and I'd seen all over Facebook people saying, you must, must watch The Unforgivable, the yeah. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And my goodness, if that's one movie that you do watch this holiday season, that would be the movie oh. I'd suggest.
2: Oh, I know. I agree. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. It's, um, and it has a wonderful twist and, yeah, very hard hitting.
1: Oh, man, what yeah. a moving And I just loved about the giving
2: people second chances, you know. Yeah. Always give a second chance. You don't know. You never know what somebody else is going to do. Nobody knows both sides of the stories. No, yeah. No, it's so What? What
1: are the, what other things have you seen that are coming up on on TV here for South Africans and for South Africans abroad who are watching on the show Max thing?
2: Okay, so what I have been loving is it started on Monday. It's called Trokurs, um Wedding Fever. And yeah. it's, it's set in Cape Town or Western Cape. There's the Cape Lands. Oh, there's the sound of hardy Dars, There's beautiful scenery and there's wonderful acting. It's Showmax's first romantic comedy, romantic comedy series, original. It's got, I don't know if you know, Ilse Lee, Fanika, She was in the book club, Gertrude van Rugby. Oh, she's. I, I mean, I'm in love with her, and um, but I can't wait for her to fall in love in the show. Anyway, it's really worth watching. You can watch it uh, in South Africa and overseas, and it does have English subtitles. So I find myself now kind of speaking a little bit of Afrikaans to people without even thinking of it. And, and, and words like look going around in my – but you know, it's, 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 it's a wonderful connection with South Africa again. <laughs> and so that's, that's available for everyone. Plus, remember, Showmax has got a two-for-one. If you're in South Africa, you can buy two two months for the price of one at the moment, special Christmas offer. And then on the international front, I've just been loving uh, Sex and the City, and Succession came to an end, and it was pretty powerful.
1: I haven't watched that yet. I've been watching um, Sex Education, <laughs> which my children say, no. <laughs> Are
2: you getting educated? <laughs>
1: <laughs> my children say, we may, maybe you might find it a little bit inappropriate. So I'm like, listen, kiddies, <laughs> don't even start with me. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, that's so, so sweet. What have you got coming up on SA People and on the Facebook page um, for the next week?
2: There's a lovely, lovely woman in England, Kate Crossland, who um, is with friends of Aleman's Drift. They are a community in Mpumulanga where there isn't the middle of of the, of the generations. There's the older people and there's the very younger people, and they've really, really. Really struggled with droughts with everything right now they 're struggling with flooding, mm. and many homes have not withstood these these heavy rains and so she has just started a fundraiser which we 'll have up um, this week. Basically, I mean, it's not even a lot that they need. They need 1,360 pounds for cement, 320 pounds for sand. These guys are going to make their own bricks. Of the 27 families there, there's 10 people that they're going to employ and pay to build new homes, create the bricks, build new homes. So, so All their charity work in this area has been totally involving the local people, empowering them to do things for themselves. But everybody needs a little money to have the supplies you know the products and everything so if 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 others around the world can get behind kate that would be amazing kelly kelly is is on the ground in the area and make sure that all the money goes to the right things
1: fantastic i I look forward to seeing that story and finding out more and we can push it as hard as possible and get people to it's the season of giving let's give as much as we can (laughs) Janella Wellefella, it was wonderful, as always, to speak to you. And uh, thank you for doing the job that you do. And hopefully we'll get some clarification soon as well of all the people who are sitting in isolation in places like England. Now that we're off the red list, do they have to stay there? I know that they're still working on what's happening with that whole thing at the moment as yeah, well. Yeah,
2: and many of them may get their money back as well.
1: Yeah, well, when, one hopes so, considering many of those hotels that they've been put into were like £77 a night, and now they're £350 a night, which we are having to pay. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) which is a bit crazy. But I like the fact that now that we're off the red list, that people can come out to South Africa from England and other places around the world, obviously, but England is the one that was the big problem, and not have to pay... Fortunes to go and stay in a dodgy hotel on their return to isolate at big expense.
2: Shemina, I do hope other countries follow. I, I know that there are expats in South Korea who who can't make it to South Africa because they face something like almost a month in quarantine when they get back. Yeah. you know, so they can't go back to work. So therefore, they can't leave because their work won't let them have that much time off. Who are very depressed. So, um,
1: well, it's the same thing as the the, the the cost from the Lion King who'd come back. Um, and they were going off to South Korea and trying, it's an international production company who's doing the Lion King and they need to get the South African people back over to there. So I think they're taking them out through uh, Canada or something. But anyway, so let's just hope that the world starts getting back to some kind of normalcy, Mm -hmm. like the normal that we were used to, not the new normal. And Jenny, enjoy your time and we will speak to you again, I'm sure next week. And keep up the good work and let's just keep Everybody together with South Africanness! Yay! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lots of love. Bye.
1: Bye. Catch up with you again soon. Don't forget, people, get along to the SA People website and come and check out all the great news. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.